Hey everybody, John Parings here and welcome to the next episode of the fifth edition. This is episode 13. Hello, John. Hey everybody, John Montoya here. We're going to be talking about a misconception that people have about their whole life policies or what they think are whole life policies. So we've titled this episode, Do You Really Own a Whole Life Policy? A lot of people you know, think they have a whole life policy and there's a lot of confusion about what a whole life policy is. And part of that confusion, I think, is just really the, the nomenclature that gets thrown around regarding life insurance. Is there a difference between permanent life insurance and whole life insurance? Absolutely. There's even different types of permanent life insurance, which is why it's so important that you understand what type of policy that you have. And I think where people make the mistake is if it's permanent, well, it covers your whole life and therefore it's a whole life policy. What listeners need to understand is there, there's actually a product called whole life. It is a permanent life insurance vehicle uh, or product, but there are also other types of permanent life insurance, which are the different variations of universal policies. So you essentially have two types of permanent life insurance. You have whole life, which has been around for basically forever. Uh, and then you have universal, which has been around for about 40 years. And then the different flavors that have come out uh, since then. Uh, but just because you have a permanent policy doesn't mean you have a whole life policy. So that's really what we want to dig into today. The word permanent itself is even a little bit misleading. And you know, you can have a permanent product and it, the devil's in the details on a lot of these permanent products that are not whole life, like the, the universal type products. The devil's in the details and the permanence of that product may not be as permanent as, as uh, what a lot of people think they are. Yeah, it's it makes me cringe a little bit because you know when you when you buy a permanent policy what you think is a permanent policy you think you you have the peace of mind knowing that your family is going to have this legacy that is being passed on no matter what. But like you said the the, the devil's in the details and and what people don't realize is the importance of having the the right type of permanent life insurance one where you don't have to worry about the performance of that plan of that product because it has guarantees built into it. You can sleep at night knowing that it requires no luck, skill or guesswork on your part to perform and to ultimately leave that legacy. Universal policies, you just don't have that permanence. I'll I'll let you take it from here. Well, it it really gets down to what you're saying, which is the which is the do you want a product that's guaranteed to pay a future cash flow no matter what, or do you want one that may not pay a future cash flow, right? And that's really what you're getting with some of these different types of universal or other quote unquote permanent policies where the future cash flow is not guaranteed no matter what. Um, why, why is that though? Why? Well, really, if you, you know, when we, if we break it down, you know, when we, when you mentioned earlier, if it's not term, it must be permanent. Well, the reality is most permanent products other than whole life. I mean, can I say all other permanent products other than whole life um, are really just based on annual renewing term insurance? Right. That, that is the universal chassis in comparison to 
an actual whole life policy where you have a fixed premium that's locked in for life, you don't have that with any type of universal policy. That's why when, when we say these permanent policies, at least some of them aren't permanent, that's what we're, we're referring to. Because if you have any type of universal policy, what you don't have is that guarantee that your premium is fixed for the rest of your life. So what does that mean? It means that you have to be concerned that the policy is going to perform the way you think it is, because if it doesn't, well, that money for that premium, that increasing cost of insurance is going to have to come from somewhere. And if it's not coming from your cash value, well, guess what? It's going to come from your pocket. And if you can't afford to make those premium payments in the future, well, guess what? You are in a situation where you could potentially have that policy lapse and then it's not so permanent anymore, is it? That's right. Well, what's interesting about this topic is you just recently had a situation where you came across this where you, um, a, a potential uh, client or prospect did, did not understand the difference and, and was really thought he had a whole life policy, but ended up not having one. How'd that go down? I'm ready for this call and it was set up for 9 a.m. And I get this email. I already have a whole life. It got me thinking, does he really have a whole life policy? I asked him, are you sure this is a whole life policy? Because if you're not sure, this could be a huge, huge learning curve for you to understand what you do have and really understand why uh, a whole life policy, specifically an IBC whole life policy, like the one that you're requesting by setting this appointment with me is completely different than what you may have. And so I walked him through and I had him double check. And within a few minutes, uh, he had pulled out his contract and he discovered what he actually had was a indexed universal life policy. Mm -hmm. And he realized it. And he was like, he thought that was a whole life policy because generically it covered his whole life. And what, when you, when you started talking with him, what were, what went through his head that made him think that maybe he needs something other than an indexed universal life policy? So there we started talking about IBC and what IBC is all about having access to that cash value, um, being able to be your own bank, what you can do with it to, uh, really increase your net worth because infinite banking is is a cash flow management system at its heart and the ability to use that cash value use that employer mindset not employee mindset that we've talked about on previous episodes it is really the big difference because we're we're safely growing cash values for people within a whole life policy so that they can actively use that money for other purposes, whether it's financing their own lifestyle or using it to invest in other assets. And so really understanding the applications of IBC is, is paramount to that request for IBC. I mean, if, if you're looking to get started with IBC, you really have to understand the applications of it because if you're looking at an IUL policy, what you're basically doing is chasing rate of return and not focused on what you could actually be doing with that cash value. And then, you know, the other side of it is that, that cash value, we've talked about this before as well. Problem with some of these other permanent products is they don't endow as opposed to a whole life insurance policy. You know, these other, these other types of products, there are these, you know, little um, escape routes for your, for your money. And so 
we really have to look at you know what we're what we're trying to do with these policies and understand where that cash value is even coming from because as the cost of these of these uh, of the term insurance rises that cash value you're really really depending more and more on the stock market returns um, to cover those to cover those costs and that becomes more and more difficult as you get older and your options get less, get fewer and fewer as you get older, if things don't work out the way you think they're going to. So what are some ways that people can find out for sure uh, what type of policy they do have? Probably the easiest is just to check your contract. And so, you know, the, that's that big gigantic policy document that you got when you, uh, when you received your, uh, your life insurance policy, it's probably like 7 million pages and you just go through that. But if you just go to the to the one of the ledgers you'll probably find very easily uh, and it may even just be right on the front page what type of insurance policy it is it'll usually say term it'll say whole life universal life variable life indexed universal life um, now sometimes they have a they have a different name for everything that they that they have so the other thing you might have you might have to do is call customer service and ask them what type of product you have if, if it's not described in the actual policy document. Yeah, sometimes each product, each life insurance product will have its own name. Mm -hmm. And that's just a, a name that the life insurance company has given the product, but it has nothing to do with type of policy it is. Right. So you want to make sure you're looking for the keywords, term, whole life, or universal, and it can be any type of universal policy, but you're looking for those keywords, term, whole life, universal life to figure it out. And if you can't, like, like you said, John, call customer service. And what I would do too, if you're on the phone with customer service, request an enforced illustration. Yeah, I think that's good. So as, as we're talking about some of these different permanent products, we keep bringing up universal life. What are, what are the main differences between universal life and whole life. So we have these two products that technically fall under the permanent life insurance category. But as we've been talking, only one of them is really truly permanent, um, where you have a guaranteed cash flow no matter what. Um, whereas universal life is potentially not really a permanent product depending on a number of factors. What could you break down the differences between between the two? I'd say first and foremost, it's the guarantees. And I'm going to start with the guaranteed fixed premium with a whole life policy. You have a guarantee that your premium from day one will never increase on you. That's something that the life insurance company absolutely does not have the right to do. Whereas with a universal policy, you never get that premium locked in. A universal policy is built on a one year renewable term chassis. And each year, as you age, what's essentially happening is that the cost of insurance is increasing. That does not happen with a whole life policy. That's, that's definitely the biggest guarantee and the biggest uh, difference between the two types of uh, quote unquote permanent policies. You, you've got that peace of mind with a, with a whole life policy that your premium will never change for the life of the policy. Number two, no surrender penalties with a whole life policy. Now for IBC purposes, I think this is really invaluable because if you're doing a IBC policy, it's likely because you want access to high early cash values. Well, a whole life policy 
doesn't have any surrender penalties, that's going to limit how much of that cash value you can access for a policy loan. Whereas a universal policy will because uh, all universal policies have a surrender charge period. Uh, they are typically 10, 15. I've seen uh, one recently for as long as 25 years, if you can believe that. Wow. Uh, so whole life policies have no surrender penalties. And one of the things I try to uh, tell people, always know your exit plan. Anytime you, you put your money anywhere, you got to be thinking about how you're going to exit that strategy, worst case scenario. Well, with a whole life policy, you know what your exit plan is because it's whatever your cash value is. That's what you're going to walk away with. Right. Let's see. Another difference. Uh, I mentioned this, uh, no luck, skill, or guesswork required with a whole life policy because it's not tied to the market. Yeah. Right. Um, and with universal life, there's three flavors. You have the, the first type of universal policy, which is uh, based off of current interest rates. Uh, and then you had variable universal life, which is investing in the market. Uh, an index universal policy is relatively new. They've been around for about 20 or so years. And that type of policy doesn't put your money into uh, the actual market. Uh, so they say zero is your hero, but you're still dealing with the ups and downs of the market. And of course, that rising cost of insurance. So you really have no idea how it's going to perform. It could work out. You just don't know if it will. And I think the important thing to note is that the risk of performance, if you have any type of universal policy, is completely on you. Whereas with a whole life policy, there is no risk of performance that you carry as the policy owner. As long as you contribute the premium that you plan to contribute, that insurance company has to perform on their end. And you get the guarantees minimally that they will. That's such a huge point, and I think it's often overlooked or not really analyzed for, for what it is. I mean, to, to buy an insurance product and to have the risk transferred back to you um, is really, you know, I really don't understand why anyone would want to do it. I mean, I guess there, you know, there are maybe some cases um, that where it could work, but to me, it just doesn't make sense. And I think, um, I think that people overlook that and, and don't realize that having, having rock solid guarantees in one area of your financial life allows you to take risks in other areas of your financial life. And um, I think trying to do both of those things with one product is, is a mistake. Yeah, for me, it's, it's about setting a foundation for your wealth building plan. And most people will confuse savings with investing. And if your money's at risk of loss or risk of non-performance, you don't have a safe foundation to build off of. And right. what I really love about whole life policies is that it automatically gives you that foundation to build off of. And that's really the first level that you need to take care of. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a true cash product. It's liquid and it's guaranteed. And it, and it earns respectable rates of return. Imagine how that would change your, the way that you think about money if cash had value. And it does. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a little bit of a mindset switch for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about you know, cash having value, I would say uh, listen to our previous episode on, on that topic too. 
because that's really important. So let's talk about track records too, because whole life policies, they've been around for 150 years plus, depending on you know, who you talk to, uh, which company maybe you're working with. I mean, some of them are as old as 170 plus years and been offering whole life policies. And so the track record speaks for itself with whole life policies. Yeah. Uh, Whereas universal policies, you know, they were created by EF Hutton 40 plus years ago and EF Hutton's not even around, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And not to mention what is around is a new industry called life settlements. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where, uh, if you would like to sell your policy, you can go ahead and sell it because a life insurance policy, a permanent policy that has cash value is considered an asset and yes. you can sell your policy to an investor. Well, here's the thing. If you're an investor, you're, you're looking at rates of return, right? Are you going to buy a policy where you have to take over the premium for the next 20, 30 years? And, you know, is that going to be a good investment for your dollars? Um, Probably not. So what you're looking for is someone who probably is not in very good health and has a high likelihood of passing away within, I'd say, two to four years. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be a good investment um, if you're buying someone else's life insurance policy. The, The life settlements industry didn't exist really until universal policies were invented and were popularized. Uh, The reason being is that with these universal policies and what we've touched on with that increasing cost of insurance, if you don't fund a universal policy properly, if it doesn't perform the way you think it was going to perform, well, you could enter a situation where your cash values are decreasing rapidly because that cost of insurance has to come from somewhere, someplace. And if it's right. not coming from your cash value, it's coming from your pocket. So what's, mm-hmm. what's a senior to do? Well, turn to the uh, market and say, hey, you know, are there any investors who are willing to buy my policy off of me? Well, that mm-hmm. doesn't happen with a whole life policy. And the reason why is because we go back to that biggest difference uh, with the whole life policy having a guaranteed fixed premium. That's right. And you can, you know, you can pay up your whole life policy anytime you want. If you don't want to pay that premium, you know, you have, a, you have a lot of different options and you have a lot of control when it comes to a whole life policy versus, um, you know, less control with a universal type product. Yeah. Control is huge, especially for IBC. I mean, if you think about why people are gravitating towards infinite banking, it's because they want that control of their money. And it's something that you don't get with an IRA, with a 401k. Um, Even by choosing other investments, you really don't have any control on how that investment is going to perform. Well, here you, you have a rock solid foundation with an actual whole life policy and specifically when it's used for infinite banking. So really important that you understand what you have. If you have a life insurance policy, make sure it's the right type of whole life policy. Um, and if you're interested in looking at infinite banking, uh, you know, we're, we're here to help you out. Absolutely. With all that, I think uh, today's episode is um, pretty short and wrapped up. I think if anybody has any questions, like, like uh, John Montoya just said, reach out and, and let us know. We're, we're happy to help. Very good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.